Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we are joined by our lead pastor, Dave Ferguson, as we continue our series, Above All Names. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays at the Yellow Box at 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. We hope to see you there. Let's just start by, uh, I wanted to say, Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm kind of one of those people who, I mean, I, I genuinely just kind of love Christmas. I, I love the whole thing. I love, I love the Christmas music I start playing right after Halloween. I love looking at the Christmas lights. I love Christmas presents. I mean, I just kind of a little bit of a junkie. I love Christmas. Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, the closer it got to Christmas, and the more I talked to many of you about Christmas, it actually hit me. There's actually, I think, kind of two Christmases. I want you to think about this. I think there's, there's, there's two kind of Christmases that most of us, myself included, actually experience. On the one hand, there's the Christmas that we want. And then there's the Christmas that we get. Does that sound familiar to you? There's kind of the Christmas we want, and then there's the Christmas we get. And in fact, um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do here. I think this ornament, this ornament kind of reminds me of the Christmas that I want because um, it's usually right after, uh, right after Thanksgiving, that first, uh, right around Saturday, after Thanksgiving, that we drag out all the ornaments out of the crawl space of the Ferguson family house. We drag all those ornaments out, and we got a ton of them, and when we get them all out, it kind of is, is symbolic that Christmas is almost here, and I get kind of excited about that. And, and we kind of have a family tradition that we, we drag them all out, and once we drag them out, then we go, and we go get a Christmas tree, and I think this is a picture of us over at Home Depot, us and a few friends all going over to Home Depot, getting our Christmas tree. After we get the Christmas tree, then we go to Starbucks. We go to Starbucks to kind of celebrate. We got the Christmas tree. Then we go home, and then we go home and we decorate the tree. And after we've decorated the tree and it's completely done, we do this kind of cheesy thing. And we've done this, I mean, we do this almost every year. All of us hold hands around the Christmas tree, and then we start singing. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Now imagine this happening in my living room. How lovely are your branches. Now pretend like you're one of the Fergusons. Here we go. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. How lovely are your branches. And then we get to the chorus and we all shout out. La, 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 la. You know why? Because every year we don't know the words. La, 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 la. But we do it every year. And here's the deal. There's something about that laughter. There's something about doing things like that with family and friends, the kind of traditions. For me, that's the Christmas that I want. You got a Christmas that you want? That's the Christmas that we want. But there's also what I would say the, uh, the Christmas that we get. The Christmas we get in 2017 is a Christmas that includes the very real threat of a of nuclear war. The Christmas we get in 2017 is the Christmas with the greatest refugee crisis in the history of our generation. The Christmas we get is a Christmas that's filled with political division and racial tension. And in 2017, the Christmas we get is a fractured and broken world. That's the Christmas we get. And if we're really honest, and since we're in church, we ought to be, right? If we're really honest, that Christmas is not just out there. That broken, kind of fractured Christmas that we get is also in here. 
that some of us, we think about this Christmas and we're not sure how we're going to pay for the Christmas that we've already bought because we're broke. Or for some of us, this Christmas, it's our relationships that feel like they're broken. There's some friendships that are distanced. Some of you, there's marriages, you're not sure you're going to make it into the, the next year. There's families that feel like they're being pulled apart at the seams. And that's the Christmas we get. And for some of us, there's people who aren't with us this year, who maybe were with us in previous years, and it just doesn't feel right. And so in some respects, it feels like that's the Christmas that we get. The Christmas that we get. And here's the thing, it's not just adults. I mean, we have students and kids in here. And you know what it's like to have part of your world be broken or fractured. It might be in your homes, it might be in your schools, it might be your, your friends. And it comes in the form of bullying. That's what you get. Or the loss of a friend. Or a dangerous addiction. Well, I'll tell you what. That first Christmas, that first Christmas was actually a lot like this Christmas. Because if you think about the very first Christmas, the first Christmas, it was the Christmas that you want, right? You got angels singing in the sky, glory to God on the highest. You got shepherds looking on adoringly. You got the angel, right? And you got the star in the sky. <laughs> Somebody's getting the Christmas they don't want right now, I think. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> But that first Christmas was a combination of the Christmas that they want. But then on the other hand, if you think about that first Christmas, there was also the Christmas that they, they got. Because the Christmas they got, even in that first Christmas, what you had is you had this Roman Empire, this evil Roman Empire ruling with an iron fist. You had the poor being overly taxed and oppressed. Even Mary and Joseph ended up on the run from an evil king calling for a genocide for every child under the age of two. So in some ways, if we think about it, it's like it's always been. From the very first Christmas to Christmas of 2017, there's kind of this tension between the Christmas you want and the Christmas you get. And in the midst of the Christmas that they wanted and the Christmas that they got, on that very first Christmas came the God, came the God that we all need. God entered into our time and space as a baby, as Jesus and the prophet Isaiah, just as Eric said, was given him a name. And the name that he gave him, he said, this child will be called the Prince of Peace. Now, prince is a word that we're familiar with. Authority, ruler, son of a king. Peace. Peace. That's a little more nebulous. It's a little fuzzier, isn't it? We could probably go around and say, well, what's peace mean? And we get a get hundred different definitions. But we do know this. Peace is something that we all want, Right? And peace is something that we all need. But if we look a little closer at the original language, of the, when Isaiah gave him the title, Prince of Peace, the word peace there is actually this word, shalom. Say that after me, shalom. Shalom, exactly right. Now, shalom is a little different than most of us think of peace. I think most of us, we think of peace, we just think of kind of like, well, the absence of conflict. We finally stop fighting. There's a truce. Shalom is bigger than that. This Prince of Peace. Shalom means to make things whole, to restore things, to bring things back together, everything that's broken, to mend all fractured kind of dreams, and to bring all of us back together who've been separated, and to bring us back to God. And so when it says in the Bible that the Prince of Peace is coming, it's saying there's one who's coming 
with the authority, with the power, prince, to make all things right, to restore all brokenness, to put things back together the way they're meant to be. Peace, shalom. And so in the middle of that very first Christmas, the Christmas they wanted and the Christmas they got, came the God that they needed, Jesus. And here's what Jesus said. He said this. He said, peace, I leave with you. He's talking to people then. He's talking to you today. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I don't give you peace like the world gives. Kind of the absence of conflicts, just a truce for a while. No, no, no. I'm giving you shalom. So don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. And here's the good news this Christmas. The good news for every one of us. The good news this Christmas is Jesus not only came on that first Christmas, but he is here right now. He is here today. He's here this Christmas. And if it's all, at all familiar to you that there is a Christmas that you want and then the Christmas that you, that you get, this Christmas right now coming to you is the God that you need. And I'm telling you, if you will say yes to him, if you'll say yes to his spirit, come inside, he'll give you that shalom. He'll give you a peace, give you a wholeness and a completeness. It's the kind of peace that can heal your broken heart. It's the kind of peace that can restore shattered dreams. It's the kind of peace, and I've seen it happen, that can mend splintered families. It can bring everything back together again. Let me be very specific in the little bit of time we have, okay? There's two kinds of peace he wants to give you. There's a peace that he wants to give for you that is just for you in here. That no matter what's going on in your life, you know it's going to be okay here and it's going to be okay in the hereafter. A peace, a shalom. But then that peace that he has for you, he also, he wants you to be a part of his mission. He wants that peace to also shine through you. Does that make sense? A peace for you and a peace through you. Let's just briefly talk about this peace for you. When we talk about this peace for you, I want to, maybe it's best in a story. I want to introduce you to uh, Eliza, who's a friend of mine here at Community. Her life okay, was not the life she wanted. It was the life that she got. And in many ways, I think she would tell you that her life was like a broken ornament. But she was able to find this peace. Here's her story. My name is Eliza Olson. My husband and I have four kids, three grandkids, and I've been attending community now for over 10 years. When I was growing up, my father abused me. When I chose to start talking about it, my dad beat me up really bad. When my mother was told, she just sided with my dad because he was able to convince her when I was just a kid. My mom made me feel worthless, like I was nothing. I beat myself up like I was nothing. I did things I shouldn't do, you know, and so I became a ward of the state at the age of 16. My mom decided to sign me over if I would not press charges on my father because to her, I had other siblings that still needed him, so she didn't care what happened to me. It just really hurts because I really trusted my mom, you know. I, I just wanted just her to believe in me, and she didn't. I started drinking at a really young age because that was one thing that I realized would numb everything from me. So the more I drank, the more it numbed it. Even though the next day it was still there, I would start drinking again and alcohol became my best friend for a really long time. I would go to church 
and just ask God, you know, show me, tell me how to do this. I don't know how to do this. Then I met, you know, my friends across the street and came to community, met John. Actually, when he was talking, it was like he was talking directly to me. I got to say, that's when I really felt there was God. You know, when they were up there talking about, you know, why we get baptized and, you know, I was worshiping and, you know, I was looking up there and I was like, yeah, this would really be nice. Gosh, I wish I wouldn't have came all dialed up, you know, but they're looking at me going, they have everything here, Eliza, everything. You just dab off. And I'm like, I do want this. I really do want this. Okay. Going in that water coming back out was so refreshing. It felt like the cleansing that went through my body was like I didn't even want to go change because it felt so good being baptized. My life was broken till I met Jesus, till I let him in my life. Once I let him in, I found peace inside me, in my heart, and it's all thanks to Jesus and the peace that he has put in my heart. I don't know what, uh, what you're going through this Christmas Eve, and I don't know what broken pieces you're trying to pick up and put back together, but I'm telling you, no matter what Christmas you got, um, I believe that Jesus can make this the Christmas that you need. That he can work a miracle in your life. And in the middle of all of your brokenness, he can bring you peace. A shalom kind of peace, a wholeness, a completeness to restore things back to the way they were meant to be. And, I, and for some of you, some of those uh, things are shattered hopes like jobs lost, ambitions unrealized, dreams unfulfilled. And he comes to bring you a shalom, to put back together the broken, the broken parts of your dream. For some of us, it's broken relationships. There's distant friendships, a marriage. You're not sure how you're going to get through it. A family that seems to be fracturing. And I'm, t- I'm just telling you, I have seen him do that over and over and over again. And he can do it in your life. I'm telling you, he can do it in your life. And for some of us, we struggle with a loss that we're grieving. And it just kind of comes to the surface on holidays like this. And I'm telling you, he, he can put a hope inside you that you will, you will see that person again. I don't know what you're going through this Christmas, but I do know the Prince of Peace. And he wants you to have that same kind of peace that Eliza found. So he wants to have that peace for you, but he also wants to have, allow that peace, once you have it inside you, to shine through you to others. In fact, in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said this, I told you these things, like we've been talking about this morning, so that in me you may have peace, you may have shalom. And then he, so he's talking about in us. Now he goes broader to the world. He says, because in this world there's going to be trouble. This peace is going to shine through you, so take heart, because we can overcome the world. The song you hear playing in the background is uh, Oh Holy Night. 
A guy by the name of John Sullivan Dwight was the guy who loved this song so much that 170 years ago, back in the 1840s, had it translated into English so that we could sing it at Christmas time. Why was that so important to him? Because he heard this song as a song of peace. He, he was an abolitionist, which meant that he wanted to abolish slavery in the South. He saw slavery as something in the world that was so divisive and so broken that he felt this call in his own life. He needed to let the light of, of the peace of Christ shine through him and also through this song. And when you hear the song and you sing the song, you'll recognize why. Like the verse, or the words say this, Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. And then later, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel. What's the word there? His gospel is what? That's exactly right. And so God not only has a peace for you, but he also has a peace that he wants to shine through you. Some of you, got, you have people you live and work with. You'll have the opportunity to extend that peace to them. You got loved ones that you know need this kind of peace you'll be spending time with in the next few days. Some of you got neighbors that have gone through tragedy and are trying to pick up the broken pieces of their life and you can extend this peace. We live in a country that's broken and divided by fear and hatred and he doesn't want us to add to that division but instead for us to be the ones who bring peace. A peace that God has for you and a peace that he wants to shine through you. And so as you listen to this song, let it inspire you this Christmas. Whether it happens to be the Christmas you want or the Christmas you got, let this let this be the moment that you receive the Christ that you need. And that it brings us peace, a peace for you and a peace that will shine through you that you'll share with the rest of the world. Let's listen.